as the sapling she was created to guard. Her hair was the color that lines a chestnut burr. Her eyes were blue in the sunlight and purple in the shade. Her cheeks bloomed with the faint pink that edges the clouds at sunset. Her lips were full red, pouting and sweet. For costume, she adopted oak-leaf green. All the wood nymphs dress in that color, and know no other so desirable. Her dainty feet were sandal-clad, while her head remained bare of covering other than her silken tresses. Nessile's duties were few and simple. She kept hurtful weeds from growing beneath her trees and sapping the earth food required by her charges. She frightened away the gadgoles, who took evil delight in flying against the tree trunks and wounding them so that they drooped and died from the poisonous contact. In dry seasons, she carried water from the brooks and pools and moistened the roots of her thirsty dependents. That was in the beginning. The weeds had now learned to avoid the forests where wood nymphs dwelt. The loathsome gadgoles no longer dared come nigh. The trees had become old and sturdy and could bear the drought better than when fresh sprouted. So Nessil's duties were lessened, and time grew laggard, while succeeding years became more tiresome and uneventful than the nymph's joyous spirit loved. Truly the forest-dwellers did not lack amusement. Each full moon they danced in the royal circle of the queen. There were also the Feast of Nuts, the jubilee of autumn tintings, the solemn ceremony of leaf-shedding, and the revelry of budding day. But these periods of enjoyment were far apart and left many weary hours between. That a wood-nymph should grow discontented was not thought of by Nisil's sisters. It came upon her only after many years of brooding but when once she had settled in her mind that life was irksome, she had no patience with her condition and longed to do something of real interest and to pass her days in ways hitherto undreamed of by forest nymphs. The law of the forest alone restrained her from going forth in search of adventure. While this mood lay heavy upon pretty Nessile, it chanced that the great auk visited the forest of Berzy, and allowed the wood-nymphs, as was their wont, to lie at his feet and listen to the words of wisdom that fell from his lips. Auk is the master woodsman of the world. He sees everything and knows more than the sons of men. That night... He held the queen's hand, for he loved the nymphs as a father loves his children, and Nisil lay at his feet with many of her sisters, and earnestly hearkened as he spoke. We live so happily, 
"'My fair ones in our forest glades,' said Ock, "'stroking his grizzled beard thoughtfully, "'that we know nothing of the sorrow and misery "'that fall to the lot of those poor mortals "'who inhabit the open spaces of the earth. "'They are not of our race, it is true.' yet compassion well befits beings so fairly favoured as ourselves. Often as I pass by the dwelling of some suffering mortal, I am tempted to stop and banish the poor thing's misery. Yet suffering in moderation is the natural lot of mortals, and it is not our place to interfere with the laws of nature. Nevertheless, said the fair queen, nodding her golden head at the